Shackbaggily. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Shackbaggily, all things loose and disorderly, with me, Katie Johnson, and my good friend Howard Middleton from the Great British Bake Off. This is episode 78, so other things with the same number. Feet and the length of a tennis court, chromosomes of a chicken, and the age Soman the Asian Elephant entered the Guinness Book of World Records as the world's oldest elephant in 2020. He's still alive, bless him. He lives at the Kator Elephant Rehabilitation Centre in India. If you were with us last week, and maybe you've tuned in again this week just to see if it gets any better, it doesn't, you may recall Howard was having a problem with his oven and was waiting for someone to travel from Wales to mend it. I knew they'd been, but what had been the problem? Apparently there was nothing wrong with it. I hate that, don't you? <laughs> that morning that it, the, the guy was due to come, I thought, I'll not try it again. Because obviously you don't want it hot if they're then having to work on it. Mm. So I thought, I'll leave it and we'll just turn it on when he when he arrives and see what happens then. It seems to be okay at the moment. It's like, no, no. Well, it, it, I, I put it on that and then it jumped back to 160. Yeah, but it's not doing that at the moment, is it? It's like, I know it's not. <laughs> so anyway, he did all his, all his testing and so on. He had one of these little things that tests. Oh, and yeah. It's a sort of diagnostic machine thing, a red thing. Taking it out, he's unplugged it out. Could you push the plug back into the socket as I lift the oven up, which I thought, well, I'm glad it's this way around because of my back, but anyway. Oh, sorry. So he, I thought you were just talking about your muscles. Sorry, H. <laughs> yeah, I forgot well, that about too. your back. That too. It's like, how on earth can I lift it? And he said, one thing I did notice, he said, when I, when I took it out, is that the plug was very slightly loose in the socket. Oh. So it could have just been that it wasn't plugged in properly at the back. Because it's fitted, you can't go kind of taking it out and, you know, putting it back in again no. and so on. So so fingers crossed, it's okay. And I felt really, really relieved because he left. He'd left his reg diagnostic thing oh. on the side. So I thought, yeah, we can all be a bit absent-minded and a bit uh, <laughs> dozy occasionally, can't we? And uh, can we assume, because you seem quite in a happy mood, that you're back on the alcohol? No. <gasps> no. no. <laughs> well, you said to me last week, text me when you have a glass of wine. Yeah, and you I thought, done. No. Mm. And I thought, I bet Katie thinks that I've forgotten. No, I've not forgotten. It's just <laughs> I still haven't had any. Good Lord. So is this, is this because Peter's it's, on some more antibiotics? No, not really. Partly because he'll say to me, Mmm, your tummy really has gone down, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Peter. Yes! Wow! So that's sort of, I think, encouragement. Mm -hmm. But it does feel kind of slightly like a passive-aggressive encouragement, doesn't it? <laughs> Can I see from here? I don't know if stand I stand up. up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think it has, a bit. It has, hasn't it? it? Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, so this could be it. Uh, oh, I hope not. Although I have found a new, uh, what does he call it? Guilty pleasure. Or a vice. I've got 
Well, it... <laughs> it depends what it is. I've got a bit into the archers. I've never listened. Have you ever listened to the archers? Well, we have a story about the archers. Which I, I will. No. Yeah, yeah. Go on. Yeah. Well, is Helen, it's been a long time since I've tuned in. Is Helen Archer still there? Yes. Well, Helen Archer went to college, must be, hang on, 30, 25, 30 years ago. And at the time, the college I was working at did a bit of a, a spoof because people think it's real, don't they? Yeah. And yeah. so the local telly and radio came to me when I was working at the college and I was Helen's warden and uh, I had to pretend that Helen... <laughs> Helen was a student of mine and I was looking after her. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. No, I'm sure Helen's still... At... Well, if it's the same Helen who's Tom's sister... It's hard when you've never listened to it. The reason, I must admit, the reason why I got into it was there'd been something in the news about June Spencer, who was the wo woman who plays Peggy Woolley. Oh, and yeah. she's, she's retired, right, mm. at the age of 103. Good it's Lord. Like, 103? Yes, 103. <laughs> so she pe plays someone who's slightly younger than her. She plays someone in her 90s. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wow, what an actress. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, do you know, uh, it said that her last her last recording for the, the Archers was broadcast on the 27th of July. Mm. So I thought, I've never listened to it. And just listen to what 103-year-old June Spencer sounds like. Yeah. And I couldn't believe it. So on the ball mm. and... This wonderful, warm voice, you know, reassuring or whatever. And they didn't just give her like a couple of lines as, as a... She's got loads of, of things to say. Obviously, she's reading it. Mm. And she's not really got twin babies on her lap at the time, <laughs> I don't imagine. But even so, I think it it, it it was amazing. So I thought, oh, right, I might just listen to the next one. <laughs> and that's it. I've not been able to stop. Yes. We... Although I did get confused yesterday. I thought Toby, who I don't actually know who Toby is, thought he was about to read a bedtime story to a dog. <laughs> and then I've realised that the dog's called Ruby and his little girl's called Rosie. So don't get Rosie and Ruby mixed up. Right. Yeah. For those who perhaps are not familiar with The Archers, it's a BBC radio drama and uh, been broadcast since 1951. And the, yeah. the tagline is an everyday story of country folk. Oh, hang on, no, it's been promoted. It's now a contemporary drama in a rural setting. Oh, they've moved is on. It? They've moved on. It's quite rude in parts. What do you mean? <laughs> How can it be rude? It's The Archers. No, I was quite surprised about that. I, I suppose a bit, a bit less conservative with, with their use of language and things like that than I was expecting. Oh. So, uh, yes. At one point where she said about, I think it's Tom, who's got uh, a sausage business. And she says, oh, yes, it's just up the lane. She said, although Tom's sausage business is quite well hidden. And I thought, that, <laughs> somebody's had a bit of fun with a hide the sausage joke. Right? <laughs> 
Does Peter listen? Yeah. No, he doesn't even know about it. He doesn't even know about this bottle of wine in the cupboard. So he's not, I'm not going to tell him about the archers. Either. I've got all these secrets. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a review. Funny, easy listening. And this is from Lizzie, who's in Australia. Thank you, Lizzie. Katie and Howard make a great team. Their conversation flows easily. They cover light-hearted, funny, serious, or mundane topics with intelligence. <laughs> it's happened again. <laughs> <laughs> and that great self-depreciating humour that the Brits do so well. Listening to their podcast is a bit like sitting around the barbecue with a few friends having a laugh. On a personal note, I love listening to their accents. I left England, Grimsby. Well, that's my hometown, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 20 years ago, and they remind me of home. So I'm hoping it's not, not reminding her of fish, because that's what Grimsby is famous for. No. But, um, no. yeah, that's lovely. So we've had, a, we've had a review. I, do you know, I could imagine, you know, funny, easy listening. I could imagine that as an album cover, couldn't you? So <laughs> I think the Eagles have probably already beaten us to it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think we're going to have to start talking about some food, haven't we, really? It's good at the moment for fruit, isn't it, yes. in the UK? Mm. I think we're, we're in one of our lovely periods of, of the year when we've got some nice fruit around. And um, Peter and I have been very much enjoying some green gauges. And uh, I, I thought, I wonder where the name green gauge comes from. Because oh, okay. it's not like a sort of, you know, black currant, you think. That's a current, mm. isn't it? And strawberries are berry. Mm. But what's a gauge? Oh, right. Do you know? No. 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 Apparently, it was this guy called William Gage. There's a bit of a, a, um, a sort of controversy, I suppose, or controversy, about whether it was Sir William Gage, the second baronet of Hengrave, or Sir William Gage, the seventh baronet. But one of them basically ordered some plum trees and... Um, they sent them through the post like they do through DPD or Royal <laughs> Mail or whatever. <laughs> wrote on the box, green, gauge, as in the person that it's going. So the kind of plum, it's a green plum, oh. and it's going to Mr. Gage, right? right. And from that point onwards, they've been called green gauges. So if he'd been Mr. or Mrs. Johnson, we could be eating uh, green Johnsons, couldn't we? <laughs> Oh, green cage. <laughs> that sounds more like something that I mean I don't mean to be horrible, but something out like your nose or something. You have to really <laughs> And I only say that because when we were growing up, if there was anything that was out of place in public, mum would say, Johnson's at the door. So <laughs> So <laughs> If, for instance, you had your nose wasn't as clean as perhaps you would like your nose to be, oh, or right. maybe your your trousers fly had come down, Mum would always say the code was Johnson's at the door. So, because we would grew up with it, we first one you check is your nose, and then Mum, right. if Mum if it wasn't nose, then Mum would sort of with her eyes point, sort of aim. Oh. aim aim at where it was yes. so when you say yeah. green johnson's of course i'm now oh my lord johnson's at the door 
But isn't that funny, though? <laughs> Johnson's at the door and I ended up a Johnson. Oh, dear. Anyway. <laughs> I said that, obviously, that was, that was before, yeah, before Glyn was on the scene or anything like that. Mum. Yeah. Mum and Dad never met oh, Glyn. How strange. Mm. Yeah. Wow. It was just Johnson's at the door. Sorry, you were yeah. talking about Green Johnson. Yeah, I, I digress. Engages. <laughs> um, but it did lead me on to kind of other kind of varieties of plums. And we, many, many years, well, not many years ago, but a few years ago, we went to France and uh, we got something called a, a Mirabelle plum. Have you seen yes. Mirabelles? Yeah, they're nice, They're lovely. Aren't they? mm, yeah, oh, they yeah. Uh, sort of little yellowy, pinkish kind of yellowy plums, really, really sort of oval shaped and absolutely delicious in in jams and tarts and things like that. But I was shocked to read it's one of those foods that is actually banned from export to the USA. Oh. So, they, so they'll never get a Mirabelle in the USA, apparently. Don't is they, that awful? Don't they grow their own plums over there? Well, I suppose they do, but... I was looking at things that, let me just have a look at this. Sorry, I'm going to try and sound seamless. Um, uh, well. No, apparently, I, I think it's uh, a little bit like, uh, you know, like champagne has to come from the champagne region. I think Mirabelle plums are only grown in kind of Lorraine and, and certain areas of France. And uh, because of import laws, you can't actually get them in the US. Mm. So that's that's sad, isn't it? But it also led me on to looking at other things that you can't get in the US. Apparently in Broward, Broward, B-R-O-W-A-R-D. So it's like Howard with a, a B-R instead of the H. That's in Florida. They have a ban on what they call sexy hot dog vendors. Okay. Yeah, so you, yes, you can't sell food from a mobile food unit if you are inappropriately attired. And they're quite specific about about what what is banned. So inappropriate attire shall include clothing which shows any portion of the anal cleft cleavage or buttocks of males or females such as g-strings so if you were thinking of <laughs> selling a hot dog wearing a g-string you can't do it in florida apparently. so with that in mind then any builders can't sell hot dogs can they no no pull, pull, pull your pants yeah. off affectionately in the uk i don't know if it is around the world we nickname it the builder's bum don't we because yeah. they're trousers... or builders crack or whatever oh, yeah. no that's yeah. horrible like no. no, don't you like builders, oh, sorry, builders bum? I like the builders Is bum. It? Not that I like a builders bum. She said quickly. She's yeah, but affectionately it's builders bum. And then the oh. other the other one you say is, oh, you could park your bike there. That's that's the other one. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, do. absolutely. So yeah. they can't sell hot dogs in the, in that particular in state in America. No, no. Wow. So I thought I thought that was interesting. <laughs> well, I thought it was interesting Stay there. anyway. I just want to see if you can have a dream about a plum. Oh, don't stop. Somebody uh, said they quite liked my dream this week, didn't they, about Benedict Cumberbatch? Yeah. Oh, oh, look at this. Plums, in general, are a good omen for people who play games of chance. As plums are symbolic of money, 
especially inherited wealth, they also symbolise burgeoning love and consum consummation. No. <laughs> All that from a plum. All that from a plum. <laughs> <laughs> it does also say see fruit, so I feel I need to while I'm here. Fruit. Oh, look at this. It's all linked. If you dream of eating fruit or bowls of fruit, it's a sign of fertility and indicates that abundance will enter your life. Oh, dear. Your hair looks a nice colour today, oh. Watts. Thank you. It's kind of you to say it's grey, darling. Look, it's, you can see a lot. See my roots? Oh, as you tip it forward, I can see that. But, but as you sit back, it just looks as if it's got, like, sunlight kind mm. of dancing on the top of your head. Have I not told you the story about the hairdresser? No, oh. I don't think so. Oh, did I tell you about my story about the hairdresser the other, last week? I don't know. Sorry, I'll... Oh, well, I, I didn't. <laughs> I thought this is... You know, you're talking about your bit, bit of grey and what have yeah. you. This is the first time that I've been to the hairdressers or barbers. And he does all the chat and what have you. It's really, really nice. And he said, um, would, you like, uh, would you like me to trim your eyebrows? <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, no, this is next stop Dennis Healy, isn't it? <laughs> so there, I thought this is the first time. I, I really wasn't happy about it, but I, I allowed him to, but yeah. I'm on the road to elderly um, eyebrows. Oh, do you do it yourself anyway, or are they sprouted for the first time, do you think? No, I, I uh, <laughs> occasionally, if I see a very long, I, I get a very strange hair that grows out of the centre of my forehead <laughs> occasionally. I know! It's, so I, I have to go like this in the light to try and find this single hair, because sometimes it can go, you know, and it's like growing six, six inches or whatever, and you think, oh, that's wafting around in front of your face. <laughs> Don't want that. So I, I'll pluck carefully, mm. but clearly... Uh, he didn't feel I'd done a good enough job, so... Well, yeah. when you were in the barber's chair, could you see him? <laughs> they, oh, weren't you that, they weren't that long. <laughs> it's not like I've got like one of those... Curtains. Strip, strip lines or whatever, <laughs> fly curtains. Yeah. Well, that's a good sign that he didn't... He yeah. wasn't, you could see him, as he has. I could, yeah. Glyn has his eyebrows done and his ears. To say, yes. well, I, this is it. I, I, I normally take care of any orifices myself, but... Uh... Have I ever told you that if I see somebody, and it's usually a fella, with sort of bedraggled eyebrows and things, I, yeah. I, I, I always think to myself, there's a man that's not loved. Oh, don't. Really? Mm. Oh, no. I'm, I'm not due for another haircut before I come down and see you in Ludlow. I shall have to do some very careful, <laughs> careful pruning yes. before our, our encounter. Talking about hairdressers then, my hairdresser, who's mm. the loveliest lady in the world, she means she's a good friend now, is Sarah. Well, I don't know if you've noticed, probably obviously not, but I've not been to the hairdressers for ages, last two months probably, so I go every eight weeks, so what's that, 16 weeks? Mm. So it's getting longer. Really? Mm. Wow. The wow. roots, the roots are exposed. It's because she's not been very well, and um, oh. she's had one of those scans, and she's got uh, something protruding from her spine, I guess, onto the nerves. So she's in dreadful pain. I just, oh bless her. So she's um, she's bedridden really till they sort it out. So 
poor woman, she's um, in agony, Sarah. So hello, Sarah, if you're listening, and hope you feel better soon. Oh, that's awful. And I've, I, oh, you can't ask her to cut hair from a bed, can you? You can pop round and sort of say, <laughs> how are you? <laughs> Could you just give this a trim? <laughs> As oh. I look down and my hair tickles her face because it's so long. Oh, But so, with that in mind, I've got to have it done, Howard, especially for Ludlow. And yeah, so um, yeah. I'm going to a different hairdresser. Oh, oh, I love the way you said that, kind of as if you're having to whisper it, because now that you've said that Sarah might be listening, well, it's, you're going to a different hairdresser. It's the same salon, but a different oh, person. But yeah. oh, it's just so personal, isn't it? So I'm, I am nothing um, about the new hairdresser, but Sarah, I've been going years. She, know, We have a laugh. She, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. there we are. So if I end up with pink hair the next time you see me, <laughs> it's, got, it's not I gone you've well. you've got a choice. <laughs> I, don't, I, think, I think you can say no. <laughs> but you're right. People do, you know, hairdressers do, do get to know your head and, and so on, mm. don't they? And they know, uh, yeah, mm. they know what to do because the hairdressers. <laughs> <laughs> My mum was a hairdresser. Was she? Mm. She oh. was. She was. A lot of my formative years were happily spent in hair salons. My mum always said that she could take me along to the hairdressers and I'd be there with, with a little book and I'd be just so, so happy just sitting, listening to conversations. <laughs> and I, I loved it. Yeah. I, I think that's where, where my interest in kind of conversations come from really i just love to hear people talk yeah. so come on for those that are outside the uk what are the two things that hairdressers are always ask the question two questions yeah <laughs> they've started they've started asking me are you working today oh yeah are you working today or no no i'm, I'm not actually oh that's nice yeah but the the typical ones are are you going anywhere nice for your holiday? Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. And the other one? Oh, the weather. Yes, yeah. about the weather. Yeah. Oh, isn't it hot today? Oh, see? And then, you see, you're talking yeah. about the weather. Oh, so you're not... No, that's what... It, well, I, was, I was pretending to be a hairdresser. You went straight in. I was convinced. I thought, oh, he's, he's asking about the weather. Gosh, you ought to be. <laughs> well, is Peggy leaving for 103 for a 90-year-old What's It actress? You could your audition as a replacement, yeah. such as the uh, convincing. <laughs> um, I suppose I ought to talk about something about food, hadn't I, really? I've come across English recipes and others, which I thought was a bizarre title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, look, English recipes and others. And others, yeah. She, Sheila Hutchins, so she's obviously thinking, I'll cover all bases here <laughs> mainly english recipes but if i find something else i can stick in there <laughs> and others yeah. from 1960s so in here what did i find caraway seeds these were once used to flavor an english cream cheese and i was thinking which one's that then i don't know because you can get uh, i mean I, I i think we've said before i'm not a great fan of putting things into cheese. I don't mind a bit of fruit on the side, but you know sometimes when you get them packed with cranberries or oh, orange zest or things like that, don't, not keen on that. But you can get certain cheeses that are, are rolled in kind of ash and things like that, can't you? You can. 
You can. Yeah. I'm just looking. But I don't at... know about caraway seeds. No. Well, apparently, looking at this, because I didn't look at this before I'm talking to you about it. Cheese mm. caraway. I like that. That's that shows spontaneity in our broadcasting. I think, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> Caraway seeds can be a delicious and flavorful addition to a variety of cheese, including Gouda. I've heard of that one. Ah, but, yes. But the it's, other ones... It's pronounced Gouda, isn't it? Oh, isn't it? you know. Here we go again. Here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> or Gouda, I think. But I might, might have made that up. But anyway. <laughs> All right, then. Smart arse. Um, the other ones I've never heard of. Are you ready? They're probably yeah. pronounced totally different, as you're going to tell me. Tilsit. What? Tilt-it? No. <laughs> Tilsit. 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 No, I've never heard of Tilsit. No. no. Havarti. Yes, I've oh. heard of Havarti. Yes. Oh. Yeah. And yeah. Nicolest. Not Nicolest. Not Nicolest. <laughs> Nicolest. Hmm. No, I've heard of that one either. Oh. Oh. And they've all got caraway seeds in, have they? They're saying can be a flavour addition to those varieties. Is there a caraway cheese? Oh, oh Howard. What type? <laughs> have, you, have you heard of a cumin cheese? That cheese is called a Leyden. Yes, I have oh, heard, of, a, a, heard a, of it. He's heard of it. He's heard of it, ladies no, and gentlemen. No, I, I think so. I think sometimes when you have years ago, and we used to bother going anywhere on holiday, mm. uh, and had something to talk to the hairdresser about. <laughs> sometimes, if you have a, a continental breakfast, they have selections of cheeses and meats and things like that. And I, I think cumin in a in a cheese. I think I have had. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's got its own name. So that's Leyden. But it doesn't have its own name if it's, oh. if it's caraway. So back to this little book. The caraway plant may be grown easily in the garden. The leaves make for a well-flavoured salad. And you know we often talk about ketchup, but in the old days it was ketchup. Yes, yeah. It says in about 1690, the word was spelt ketchup and changed to catsup around 1730. Yeah. Ketchup oh. is a relatively modern version but however spelt, it evidently comes from the Malay's ketchup, K-E-C-H-U-P, derived in turn from the Chinese ketchup. You've said that <laughs> slight, slightly quietly. I know, I'm not very good with it. I might not be able to speak. Oh, don't, don't worry about it. it don't worry. It looks like koi chap, a pickled fish sauce. Oh. Until tomatoes became fashionable about 80 years ago. Well, this is 1960s. So that's another 50 years on that, isn't it? It's 130 years. English ketchup was most often made with walnuts or mushrooms. Neither ketchups nor store sauces kept quite so well as the chutneys, which they resemble. Ah, so that's when tomatoes came in. Wow, you can imagine all these fish saying, thank goodness for that. <laughs> They're using tomatoes instead. <laughs> yeah, oh, a couple of hellos. Hi to Rebecca Brandon Curiel. Yeah. Wow. Who loves Howard. Uh, Stacey... No. Does she not know there's two of us? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> so she loves you. Uh, Stacey Wood Betts says you were her all-time favourite contestant. Wow. And then if I said to you, Mr. Fred Rogers from Mr. Rogers' Neighbourhood, would you know what I was referring yeah. to? Yes. Yeah. I, because I've had the... 
I've had this before. Oh, have you? So people do think I look like Mr. Roger. We we have some American friends who for years told me how much I not only look a bit like him, but also have that kind of calming personality. I don't think they know me very well, to be perfectly honest. But then we went to see Tom Hanks in A Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood. And uh, yes, he plays... Fred Rogers mm. in that. Mm. So, yeah, I can see the similarity. You, yeah. you get that quite a lot. Tamara Smith Boltez says uh, exactly that. Um, also, Helen Cantrell, uh, Lorraine. Oh, now, do you remember last week, episode 77, there was quite a lot going on and we put out, didn't we, which part of number 77 made you smile? So, there was all sorts to oh, go yes. at, wasn't there? Yeah. And yeah. I yeah. thought. They might have gone for the amusement room. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, if you, if you've got a choice, yes, I I think give me the keys. I'm going in the amusement room. Yeah. So thought that might make me people smile last week. Do you know what came out the top of people being uh, smiling of listening to last week's podcast? No. Your dish rack. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. It got more votes than anything else. Can you hear Harvey having a bad dream? We stop now. Can you tell when when he's having a bad dream? Mm. They start to almost cry. Yeah, it's quite distressing, really. Bless them, because they're obviously in the zone. Although they say dogs don't really sleep, but when they're in that zone, and he can, he'll go, ooh, ooh, and then he'll cry, and his little legs are going, and his tail tail often wags. Oh, that's yeah. awful! And you you don't you don't know what he's dreaming about, do you? So well. Is it, fruit? is it fruit? Is it Benedict fruit? Cumberbatch? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we, we will never know. Never know. Oh, <laughs> oh and hi to Stacey. Stacey Alexander as well for, for tuning in. You know, we were got a really busy time last week. We were heading to Wales, weren't we? Yes. And yeah. then we were heading back somewhere else. Oh, gosh, it was... Yes. Well, whilst we were out about, we managed to stay in somewhere we like staying in North Wales. Stayed there before. We got chatting to there was a chap on his own at breakfast. That was such a nice chap. What early sixties maybe? A bit like bit you know with with eyebrows. He could see, so uh, <laughs> he was obviously loved. <laughs> but he was sitting there, and you do strike up a bit of conversation, well, don't you? Well, he was from the south, so uh, near London. So it's a long way that they travelled. And he was with his mm. partner and his partner, her sister, lived just up the road from where they were. I say up the road, maybe about 10 minutes away. Yeah. But he was on his own. <laughs> and uh, we said, oh, so yes, um, the sister's only got room for my partner. So we said I checked in to... This rather nice hotel for three nights. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, I bet he enjoys every single minute, don't you? Don't yeah. you? <laughs> what a wonderful opportunity. <laughs> He's not daft, is he? Not no. daft at all. Oh, bless um, him. So um, I said to him, well, why don't you, could you think, because he was retired, we did establish that. Well, could you get one of those motorhomes? He says, no, no. He said, I'm fine doing what I'm doing. I'm thinking, yeah, you're really yeah, enjoying this. Yeah, enjoying this. absolutely. <laughs> oh. And then that following, that, that same morning, we had to set up the show 
and um, getting everything out of the van and, and putting it in. It's, and it's a countryside show, one of these. So there's there's people milling about farmers and dogs and whatever. Well, H, I couldn't believe it. A dog, and I know which one it was, it was a chocolate lab, weed up my fridge box. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what a relief. Well, what a relief, literally. Because I thought you were going to say your leg or something. <laughs> I couldn't believe it weighing up my fridge box. So there we are, a jug of water. This is this is in the middle of nowhere. There's, oh. mar there's marquees, cars and a fridge that's just come out the van. Can't, uh, <laughs> this dog's obviously desperate, didn't want to wee on a, on a marquee or a leg. So chose the fridge box. So. Oh no, and and now it'll be marked, won't it? So <laughs> there'll be other dogs that'll smell this. Very faint smell. Could be a fridge box. Oh dear. Anyway. And then I have to tell you something because it reminded me of something that June would say. And it was a young man who was serving in the restaurant. So where we'd had breakfast and we'd been served by this young lad. And he was a chatty chap. And uh, we had the main course. Now, you know, at the very attractive hotel, we didn't the week before. Mm, mm. Well, we felt we could this time. Plus, the fact we were really yeah. hungry. So we said, well, we'd love to have a look at the menu, the sweet menu, but please, can we have a breather? Bit of time out. I yeah, yeah. laying on a settee trying to get it. <laughs> he says, oh, yes, he said, I'll come back. About 20 minutes later, we said, oh, go on then. We'll have a look at this menu. He said, yes, he said. He said, I, I don't mean to be coarse, but it's something my nan would say. She always says, burp and a fart and you're ready for pudding. No. <laughs> and did, you, you didn't, you no. didn't partake no. of that, did you? No. <laughs> no. But I could just see your mum saying something like that. Oh, really? Oh, wow. No, yeah. Maybe not in the same context. No, no. She tries to, to be a bit more kind of upmarket. But, yeah. <laughs> Uh, How is she? She's all right. No, she's good. So, you know, my, my sister's moved house now. So oh. They finally got the keys and, and moved. Has she sent the card? She, I don't think she has sent the card yet, actually. <laughs> I, I, I got into a bit of trouble the other day because I said, well, I've posted my... You've posted yours already? <laughs> well, yeah. She says, oh, oh, no. No, I've not posted mine yet. So, yeah, so I got into a bit of a trouble there. And then when my sister phones her, she says, I've got a list of questions that I want to ask her Aww. about the new house. Aww. But she she also has this thing, my mum does this thing where she'll say, what's that in the background if you're talking to her on the phone? And uh, it's, it's just the kettle, kettle. Oh, I thought I could hear something. Apparently, when Debbie phoned the other day, she said, you sound like you're in a cupboard. <laughs> and... <laughs> I am in a cupboard actually. I'm looking for a mop. So she she has very good good kind of, she picks on on things. But this week she's been asking me the most ridiculous questions. I mean, literally, I'm in Sheffield, sisters in Glasgow. I don't know all of the details about what's happened within the room. Mm. So she she'll say, Debbie says they've got the new mattresses. Are they having new beds then? And it's like, no idea. No idea. And then the other day, we were talking about, about certain things, about what, what they're having and so on. And she says, oh, the pennies just dropped what you said. She says, 
I was thinking it must be some kind of shower, a nudist washer. What? She says, I've just realised, she said they're probably getting a new dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> Dear June, a nudist shower. Love it. A couple of things we mentioned during Shatbagley. Dennis Healy, he was a British politician renowned for his bushy eyebrows. And Howard's new guilty secret, The Archers. Well, it's the world's longest running radio soap broadcast on Radio 4. I mentioned Helen Archer, I'd forgotten. The Archers did in fact name the college where I was by name, so which is Reseath College in Cheshire, hence the publicity and how I ended up being her warden. Something else I'd forgotten was that listeners did phone the college quite regularly to inquire how she was progressing, so we all went along with it. Thank you as always for getting in touch on our Instagram and Facebook pages and thank you again to Lizzie in Australia for leaving a review. So that's it for another week. Thank you for listening and see you next time. Oh, Lynn's just bought me a cup of tea. Aww. What am I doing? Well, I'm looking at your eyebrows. Look. Yeah, yeah, you're loved.